right. So anything else at the NFL, bud? Well, let me think. Um, oh, not that I can think of. I could definitely rattle off a couple baseball rants, but I don't think you want to hear it. Yeah, that'll just mostly be you talking probably for half an hour. Well, it kind of pisses me off about how – Have go. you heard – Have you heard – Do you hear what Garrett Cole said? I saw him on the TV the other day, but I saw him on the TV, but I didn't really pay attention to anything he said because I don't like Garrett Cole. Yeah, tell me about that as an ex-bucko. So I'll just kind of let everyone, anyone who doesn't know. So a TV reporter asked him about the whole, like, uh, tampering with balls in a way. So, like, they'll kind of – I know this has kind of been a hot-button topic for over the last couple weeks. They'll put, like, a substance on their fingers – and kind of use it as a better grip on the ball. Right. So yeah. So it's a better spin. I'm, I'm, on the ball. I'm aware. Okay. I'm sorry. I oh, know. I'm just saying. You said I'm you aware. didn't know. No, I, but I, I am aware of what you're talking about. I just didn't know what Garrett Cole said. Well, Garrett Cole's like, I, I don't know how to answer this because basically, Garrett Cole said, I, yes, I do use that, but I'm not going to say yes because the MLB will suspend me. He's like, he said like, I don't know how. Okay. If you don't, if you don't say no, you're saying yes. Yeah. But if he says yes, then they'll suspend him. But he caught. Okay. But literally all you need to do is read between the lines. If he's not saying no, if he literally says to you, I don't know how to answer that. Then that means it's yes. I mean, there's. Yeah, but it's like the FBI. You're not guilty unless you say yes. Like you can tell me you can, (laughs) um, you can come to me and say, did I commit this murder? And I can look there and say, I don't know. And then they can question me and look at me all they want. But if I don't say yes, then they have no evidence. Same with Garrett Cole. Garrett's basically like, um, you know, I don't know how to answer this, but I'm basically just going to sit here and say, just rattle off a bunch of BS and just filibuster. And that's why, and people are mad. I think it was Josh Donaldson that brought it up. Because Josh Donaldson called him out. Right. And I don't know why they're mad at Josh Donaldson. Because, like, as a hitter, I would be pretty pissed off that they're using substance on the ball. Exactly. And then one of the announcers was like – one of the Yankee announcers was like uh, – they, they're like, I hope Garrett Cole um, hits Donaldson in the ribs tonight because of what he said. I hate announcers. And that's why – Announcers who say that stuff should be fired. Shouldn't have jobs, and that's why they showed a picture of uh, Josh Donaldson wearing a rib, like a rib protector, because he kind of figured he was going to hit. I don't think he ever got hit, but Josh Donaldson actually got struck out twice by Garrett Cole that night. So, yeah, using substance well, probably, perhaps. Well, I I know it's been a it's been a the substance thing has been a topic for pretty much the whole season. Like Here. I see videos all the time of well, y- yeah, for years, but it's like especially years. yeah, especially this year though. Like you're seeing a lot of stuff about it. Like people like rub the inside of their glove or like right under the brim of their hat. Or uh, I remember the Aroldis Chapman, he had it on his, on his neck, neck when mm-hmm. he was playing for the Reds and they saw a shiny substance on his neck. Didn't he get, uh, he, he got, got suspended. Tossed. He got booted for like he got, a long time. He got tossed and suspended because that's, that is like, that's like steroids for hitters. Like MLB pitchers, yeah, I can use steroids, but I mean, what's it gonna do? It's gonna make you throw faster. So I have a so I like, have a question. Is, I, can, I have a good answer. Do you think the MLB is they make changes to the balls every year? Like they'll juice them or they'll 
yes kind of make them dead to uh favor hitters or favor pitchers like like when hitters are in contract in contract years they'll make the balls a little bit more dead so that way they don't play as well they don't earn as much money in their contracts and then same thing with with pitchers like when they're in contract years uh they'll juice the balls to increase the amount of home runs hit i will i will tell you this so i think the balls have been juiced for probably five years now and i mean now they're probably not even considered juiced anymore because they're just kind of regular baseballs now but mlb has kind of noticed that no one pays attention to baseball let's be honest i call myself an avid baseball fan but i'll be damned if i sit through a pirates game I'm not going to go over there and sit through a podcast. I'm not going to go out of my way and watch any other baseball game besides what's on either ESPN or maybe a pirate game if I get bored. You know, like if the Yankees and Red Sox are playing on any other channel beside ESPN, I'm not going to watch it. Right. And ESPN knows that. But if it was um, the Lions and the Broncos playing on any other channel beside ESPN, I'd go. I'd still sit there and watch it. You know, football, football. football is much different than the MLB. Well, I think the, I think it's because the games mean more in the NFL. You only play six, sixteen now, seventeen NFL games, whereas in the MLB you play one hundred and sixty-two games. Exactly. Like nobody's gonna sit there and watch a game a week, but somebody's gonna sit there and wait a week to watch a game. You know what I mean? Right. Like people, people like, are praying for Sunday. People don't exactly. like the only like, thing they look forward to is Sunday night football or Monday night, Thursday, like whatever day of the even, week. Even the football. one o'clock games, like exactly. Even the one o'clock games, I'll the Steelers on a bye week. I'll watch the freaking like I said, the Lions and the Broncos play on um, Sunday ticket if I have to. Like it's mother fluffing football. I mean, but I'm not going to do that in a baseball game. And I love baseball. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably the biggest baseball fan you know besides. I don't know. You're the, you're, no, you're the you're the biggest baseball fan that I know. But I would still rather sit there and watch a random baseball game than a random, uh, or you know, what random, I mean? random, random football, football game. game. Yes. So it's a random, and MLB knows that, and MLB knows that they're not going to get that ad revenue. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get it more exciting, and they have a good start with people like Ronald Acuna and Fernando Tatis, but they want to see Guerrero. more home runs. Vlad Guerrero Jr., yeah, I love. My favorite player, low-key, is Fernando Tatis, and I don't know why. Like, I'm not one of those dudes that'll sit there and just love the young generation, like the John Moran or something like that, like, eh, whatever. But something about yeah, Fernando Tatis is, I just, I don't know, I just absolutely love him. Probably his name. I mean, his name is, he sounds like a baller. That's also a very cool name. Yes. Fernando Tatis. And, you know, the fun fact about Fernando Tatis was, he was signed out of the Dominican Republic when he was like 16 or 17 years old. And oh, was he on the White Sox or the Marlins? I think he was on the White Sox. And he was traded for like this really, really for John Smoltz. No, not John Smoltz. James Shields. You remember James Shields? Yeah. He was traded for James Shields when he was when James Shields was 34 years old. He had like a four and a half ERA, was not very good. Tatis was just kind of like one of those throw-in players. Like, you know how uh, uh, they'll trade for a player who's, like, very mad, but they want a back-of-the-end rotation guy just to finish out the season? Right. Like, that's literally what Tatis was. Like, the White Sox had no idea that Tatis was going to be this guy. Like, he wasn't, like, this top prospect at the time when they traded him. Right. So, like, he was just this throw-in piece. And 
look at him now. He's top five player in the MLB, right. positional wise, not pitcher wise. So, like, fun fact about Fernando Tatis and his dad used to play. Right. But anyway, the MLB is looking for those type of players, and they found that in Guerrero, Tatis, and Acuna. But they want that. They want more of those because they so, want. Here's a question. Would to keep people's attention span for a little bit longer, would you would you cut the season down? That see, that's been a that's been considered for like for years now. Cutting it to like a hundred games, or like, or you could do like an NBA like eighty two games. That would completely. The problem that would is, though, is you've got to like you've got to cut. So it would be the start of a new era. You've got to stop the statistics where they are. And now anything post, let's just say, for example, like they cut the season starting next year, anything 2021 and backwards is completely different and cannot be compared to 2022 and on. See, that's why I don't think they'll ever do that is just because the, um, the set, the difference between the statistics would be vaguely huge. Like you'll see, you might see the best play if they cut down to eighty-two games or hundred games. You might see Fernando Tatis hit five hundred home runs, and you might consider him the best player you've ever seen play baseball. But he wouldn't even compare to the statistics of a Babe Ruth or a Hank Aaron or a Barry Bonds just because he didn't play the number of games. So then you'll see. I don't know, 15, 20 years after he retires, they'll be like, oh, he wasn't that good because if you compare it to the statistics of others, they'll be like, they didn't even compare. So right. the players will never agree to that because they'll never see the statistics as the greats, like Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron like them. So, I mean, but it all to them, it all comes down to money. So, like, if they were to take a um, um, a cut in regular season games, they would want to still see that money. So whereas which, which you is saw probably this, not possible though. Exactly, because the MLB would be like, so if we're gonna do this, we want this amount of salary just because these MLB teams are not gonna see this revenue being brought in oh, from I their mean, home. You you have to you would have to cut in half their salaries, their, their exactly. salaries. And they would never agree to that. You did you see you saw this past the quarantine season the MLB didn't go on strike but they didn't agree like the players union didn't agree to these to the amount of games because the um, MLB wanted to cut their salary in half well and then the one of thirds right well and then they want to also well not for just forever but like for this year they wanted to postpone the season a month due to the pandemic and cut what was it maybe like 10 or 20 games out of every team's schedule or something like that to start the year. And the players said no to that too. Most likely because of the whole money thing. Right. Because so between the players union and the owners of the league, they'll never be able to come to agreement. Obviously because of money, because if the owners, owners start seeing money come out of their pocket, they're going to want to take that out of the player's salary. Right. And the player's salary, they're never going to agree to that. And they have to come together to agreement. And that's why it will never change from 162 game season. Because that's just a lot of money that the owners are losing from those home games. Because each team gets 82 home games a year. If you lose out on 10 of those home games, 
that's what one eighth of the revenue you've, you're seeing throughout the year. And teams like the Pirates, the Orioles, the Royals, small small market teams. Yeah, small market teams are gonna really crash. You're gonna start seeing teams uh, basically uh, going out of business because they're not making this money. Yeah, and because they're not good, fans are gonna come to their park. That was the whole strike back in like the '90s, where they abolished a salary cap. They were like, "Okay, you can pay as many people, or you can pay as much money as you want." And that's how you saw like the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees just start loading up, and the small market teams like the Orioles, Pirates, Twins, teams like that, the Oakland A's, they had to um, kind of how should I say this adapt. Right. to more of the farm system like and start building up through that and that's why the pirates they don't sign like t- people like garrett cole they have players for five or six years and if they're a star they can't re-sign them because they don't have the money because people aren't coming to their games and they don't have uh they're not a big market city like no one really wants to go to a pirate game that's my mlb so rant. what so what do you do then i mean so like that's that's really unfair to that gives every team that is in a a big or a semi-big market an unfair advantage over the other teams like you know pittsburgh or um yep or even i mean even the padres even though they have manny machado and tatis and they resign them like they're a small market team because they're in with both la teams in california now i think the padres they may look more like a small market team, but with people like Tatis and um, I'm trying to think their, their farm system, I'm trying to think, Oh, they still have Manny Machado. Right. I think more and more people are becoming fans. And I think you're, what you're going to witness is them slowly become a bigger market team. Right. But a team like the um, uh, Cleveland Indians per se, they will never become big market. Because of the whole Francisco Lindor thing, they had their Fernando Tatis, and they knew he was going to be the star player for the next 10 years. And they flat out said, no, we can't sign him. We don't have the money for that. So but they traded him to like, New York. So they traded him. That's like the Pirates. They had Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, granted, he was at the end of his prime for the most part, but he was beloved in the city. Everybody loved him. The Pirates loved him, but they knew that they couldn't, they couldn't him. sign him. Yeah. But, and they were like, we'll get, we'll try to get what we can out of them. And that's what the, the lower market teams so do. Why, but how, how, did that, how did they, how did that even get passed then back in the 90s when they switched to a no salary cap? I mean, because I imagine that obviously the owners would love that, but wouldn't the players have to agree to that too? Good question. You'd have to Google that. I mean, I, I'm, maybe they have no say in that because that's more of an organizational matter, but well, it doesn't hurt like, the players at all. Like the players, it doesn't hurt be against it. I guess that's true. So, because I guess, well, I, I, so it hurts the organizations though. So why, why would the teams have agreed to that? I don't know. I really don't know. So, and that's never going to, that you, do you think it's ever going to go back to a salary cap? No. It will never go back to South. Do you think mind. so? That's but that I think right there is the reason why the MLB is below the NBA, below the NFL, maybe even below the NHL. It's because it is a it's, it's extremely top heavy. Exactly. You'll very There's no parity. Have a team 
No, not at all. I mean, you saw the Rays in the World Series last year. They're a low market team, but in my opinion, they made the World Series because it was a 60 game season. Like they, yes, they're a very solid team, but I mean the Dodgers. the Dodgers. If they were playing, you know, 180 games and beyond, like including playoffs, may not have been there. Exactly. It's a long season, very long season. And they played 60 games, and you almost triple that in a regular season. I don't think they could withstand 162 games. Right. But to, to me, that's, very, that's the reason the MLB is not what it used to be is because it's so top heavy now. Like you need to bring a salary cap back. It may not, it doesn't have to necessarily be a hard cap like the NFL, but it can be like an NBA where um, if you want to sign like you, yeah, the luxury tax and everything like that. So like, if you want to sign these players, it's going to come at a price. It's going to, what is the luxury tax? Like 1.5. Gosh, I don't, I I have no idea, but I, I know it. I know golden state was paying for it heavily when they had that. Yeah, I know. But they were able to to make it work. And you also have cheap owners in the MLB. And this is coming from a Pirates fan with Bob Nutting. So cheapest owner in sports history. I mean. Then why why even run a team then if you're just going to be. Because money. He's making money. He's making a lot of money. Right. It's because. His profit margin is lit bigger. He has more, a lot more revenue than expected. Even though he's not making a lot of money, like with people coming into the ballpark and stuff like that, he's not paying his players a lot of money. Same with his staff. Right. So his profit, his profit margin is a lot bigger than what you think it is. And that's why people of Pittsburgh are fed up with it. And that's why you've had campaigns of like, don't go to pirate games until Bob Nutting sells the team. I actually do like PNC Park a lot, though. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful park. I was talking to my coworker today. Someone yelled at me for wearing a Pirates shirt. And I'm like, oh, man, whatever. And then my coworker's like, yeah, my husband's a Pirates fan. Or, I mean, a Reds fan. But he really wants to go to PNC Park. I'm like, yeah, because PNC Park is beautiful. I mean, it's a top five, maybe three ballpark in America. A yeah, beautiful it's, place. It's really nice. And the when we went, not last year, but the year before, like it was kind of not rainy, but just like a little little drizzly here and there. You get a few sprinkles here and there. But like even like on a coolish night with a little bit of sprinkly rain, like it was still awesome. The skyline is just absolutely beautiful. If you sit behind like third or first baseline and you can see the sunset, it's it's the best view in sports. I mean it now was the history of Pittsburgh. It was nice just good, sitting there for three hours, like, and we had pretty good seats too on the third baseline, kind of further back. But like, that's pretty nice. Whoa. Is that a burp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>